Hello everyone, happy Thursday. Welcome to the verse of the day. My name is Maxine and may God bless you all. I hope you're all well and you are blessed this Thursday. You've had a blessed week and as we approach the weekend, we're definitely thankful to God that he has shown us his love and kindness and mercy. The verse of today comes from the lovely book of John chapter 15 verse 13 and I'll be reading it from the King James Version and these are the words of Jesus Christ. Kindly like, subscribe and share. We're definitely keen on having as many people access Jesus Christ through the word, encounter him, have a personal one-on-one so that they can get saved and they can transform their lives to just follow the ways of Christ in order to align to the glory of God and manifest the presence of God. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. We are thankful and we're grateful and ask that you just give the listener the words from Christ to just be alive in their heart and spirit. Oh, our Father in heaven, we come before you this wonderful Thursday. We're grateful for the day. We're grateful for the blessings you have shown us even from Monday through to Thursday, Lord God. We're thankful for the ever-loving kindness, the ever-loving mercy that you show us, the ever-loving forgiving nature that you are. You are slow to anger when it comes to us. We are your children. We are the sons of God and we are grateful to just be under your care and under your guidance and under your love. Oh, Heavenly Father, you are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. You are faithful and true. We're thankful that you made us in your image and your likeness. And we strive to just learn of you each day, grow in the knowledge of you, have your wisdom and gain spiritual understanding so that we can align ourselves with you through the power of Jesus Christ, through the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. We're thankful for the King of Kings, the hosts of hosts, the Lord who is mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you age-abiding doors, for the King of glory can come in. Who is the King of glory? It is the Lord God mighty, who is mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you age-abiding doors. That might just feel like a psalm to somebody, but in one person, they are going to experience a mighty, 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 mighty breakthrough in their lives that there will be an everlasting age abiding door that Jesus himself will open for you that not only will you walk through but your children and your children's children will walk through and your family, the people in your past, your generations in the past who are still alive, who tried to open that door and they were unable to open that door. Hallelujah. We are thankful for Jesus Christ. We're thankful, Jesus Christ, that you came into this world and you just gave us love. You showed us love and you showed us who God is. We're thankful for the ultimate sacrifice that you have given us. We're thankful that you have shown us the way and the truth. We're thankful that you died for for us and you paid the price for our sins we are grateful for you oh holy spirit oh wise one oh mighty one oh wonderful liberating spirit the father of all spirits the spirit that came into the disciples and gave them power to go forth baptizing in the name of jesus casting out demons cleansing the lepers healing the sick and turning as many people to follow the ways of jesus christ oh holy spirit you are welcome we ask you that you just continue to reveal yourselves in our life reveal yourself in our life show 
Show us who you are. Show us your ways that are the ways of God. Show us the mind of God that we need to have as we deal with daily issues in our lives, O oh God. O oh God, we thank you, O oh Holy Spirit. You are the mighty life of God. Enrich us, empower us, show us the way. Beat us the way we need to in order to open our eyes, open our spirits and receive more of you each day. These are beatings that are not painful. These are prunings that are necessary, that give us the fire that consumes the iniquities, that consumes the weaknesses, that consumes the sins and breeds out the anointing, breeds out the huge space where we are weak. We lack, we, we lack the strength, but we rely on you entirely. I ask that you bless the listener, bless them as they receive the word, bless their families, bless their work of their hands. And I pray that as they receive this word and it becomes alive and dwells in their hearts and spirits, they may go forth and spread this word, not only through their voice, but through their actions as they encounter other people. I ask all this trusting and believing in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. John chapter 15 verse 13 and these are the words of Jesus Christ. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I love Jesus because not only does he talk, he walks the walk. And so this is a situation where if you read the scripture before that, Jesus is telling us about the greatest commandment of loving ourselves and loving God and loving others. And he talks about having a love that demonstrates care and understanding and uplifting and motivation for people that you call friends. Jesus is talking about sacrifice. Jesus is talking about giving up great things, giving up the finer things in order to walk through difficult moments with people you call friends. And this is not just a regular conversation. This is not just a regular command. This is a very difficult, very tall order that is not easily done. Most of the time when we form friendships, we form friendships that are for our benefit. And of course, it's very okay because you want to meet with people who uplift you, who, you know, drive you, who give you a reason to push, who give you a reason to motivate yourself to go through life and achieve and conquer. Those are what genuine, sincere friends are. And genuine, sincere friends as well support you. They're there for you in the good times and they're there for you in the bad times. And they're definitely there for you in the most horrific, ugliest times. There is always a saying that one can go through the good, the bad and the ugly. Good is good because good you get to enjoy good things. You get to celebrate, you get to enjoy your happiness and you share that with your friends. Bad can be a sense of, you know, one can deal with it. You know, you get some bad news, doesn't keep your spirits up or doesn't give you joy or doesn't give you happiness. You're disappointed and your friends will walk you with, you know, support and say, we have your back and they'll comfort you and they'll encourage you. They can even pray for you. Ugly is when you get to see the truth. You get to now separate who is a true friend that is sincere and genuine 
or who is a friend that is of convenience. A friend, as they call in the modern world, a cuffing season friend. A cuffing season friend is a friend who's only available to you because of certain environments and certain conditions and certain parameters. And once those parameters are, you know, surpassed or, you know, no longer exist, then they walk away. In this day and age of social media, in this day and age of the current westernization of the world and the modernization of the generation, most people talk about friendships through social media, friendships that are aligned with social media. But when it comes to the real, real ugliness of life, because, you know, we know there's ugliness in life, they're not there they're not there and I can definitely testify that I've come across friends who are only there when I was doing well or when I was winning or I was enjoying life and when there were bad situations in my life a few got to stick around and I've had moments where in the ugliness of everything there were no friends at all And you know, in such circumstances, much as God has mercy on us because he gives us this challenge and walks with us to, you know, strengthen us and and give us endurance, it gives us learning lessons. And so you have to also reflect and think about who really has your back during the ugly times. The ways of the world have become so crazy and bad in us that Jesus Christ had to come down on earth because God loved us so much that he gave Jesus Christ to us not only to show us the way but to die for our sins and to pay the price for our sins. It's a spiritual law that the wages of sin is death. Anyone who commits sin is mandated to die by spiritual law and God in his love and hidden wisdom brought Jesus Christ to become the second Adam and take the sins of the world and now we are in a position where we are cleansed and purified walking with the restored glory that Jesus Christ placed upon us through his death and his resurrection People might take that for granted, but in actuality, you have a responsibility as a Christian to really reflect on that, what the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ means to you and your life and what it means for your sins and the sins you've committed, the sins you've done today and the sins you will do tomorrow. And when you have that realization, there's a humility that comes with it because it shows that you acknowledge what that whole ordeal was for. And you make a personal effort to be not only like Christ, but to also be a living sacrifice as well. Jesus is not telling us to go kill ourselves for other people's sins. Jesus is not telling us to take our lives, but he's telling us that we we should be living sacrifices, laying our lives on the line for our friends. And it means going the extra mile. And so I thought this would actually bring a very good destiny helper principle into this conversation. And this destiny helper principle is called being a burdensome bearer. It means that you're that kind of friend who's willing to take the burden for your friend, 
who's willing to share the burden for your friend, who's willing to adopt a burden for your friend. Now you need to ask what friend will you adopt the burden for and if you have this mindset and attitude that you're going to adopt a burden for a friend that will benefit you, then that's being selfish. You're meant to adopt and share and walk through a burden of a friend that you know will have the opportunity to manifest the power of God, his love and his mercy. Allow the Holy Spirit to percolate into that situation and enable the glory of God to manifest. You are a vessel. Being a burden bearer is being a vessel of God. So God can actually use you in that situation to uplift somebody in their breakdown, being that vessel for their breakthrough. When a farmer has a farm and he needs to plant his seeds, he will use the plower or he will use the oxen or he will use the hoe or he will use the spade to dig through the soil, to lay the seeds, to sow the seeds so that there can be a harvest. He will use the water to enrich the soil and enrich the seeds so that they can germinate and grow. When the harvest comes, there is usually no celebration of the oxen. There's no celebration of the spade. There's no celebration of the hoe or the tool that was used to till the land. But the accolades, the celebration is with the farmer. And this is how burden bearers work. Burden bearers work in the sense that they come with the grace of Jesus Christ to walk with those who are going through difficult moments in life. People you consider genuine, true friends that no matter the good, the bad and the ugly, they will always stand with you. They will always be there for you. They're not just friends who celebrate with you. They're friends who stand by you in the darkest of times in your life. And they come in and help you through your breakdown and facilitate a breakthrough with the power of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. And when the blessings come and the glory comes, they don't expect to be acknowledged, they don't expect to be recognized, but they celebrate with you for the glory of God is manifesting. Simon of Cyrene was a man who was just on his way when he was pulled in by the crowd to help Jesus Christ carry the cross on the way to Golgotha. Simon Cyrene, if you think about it, is one of the few people who are mentioned in the word of God and the act that he did. You know, it's very interesting to notice that this is a man who helped Jesus Christ when he was in the weakest persona of himself. We must recall that before Jesus was condemned to death, before he was met by his accusers, he was in the garden of Gethsemane and he was praying and he asked God, if this cup may pass. He asked God to change his mind about the dying because he was filled with fear and he was, he had, he had been left by the Holy Spirit. And he had acquired the sins of humanity. And he was scared of death. But he said, I know the mission. I know the reason why. And I must fulfill your will. 
And you might just be faced by that circumstance as being a burden bearer. You might be in the circumstance of that adversity, that environment of that chaos and adversity. And Jesus is telling you, I know you don't like where you are. I know that it can be scary, but this is my will because you have a vital role to play for my glory to manifest in this situation. And I need you to step in and show up so Jesus can show out. And this is very big because Jesus was in his weakest form of himself. And in that weakest form, Simon of Cyrene, and I love this because this is one of the documented personas who are from Africa, tells us how we are a great people. And he came out and helped Jesus in the weakest moment of his life. So let this be a prophecy and a a, a promise to you that God has instilled a burdensome bearing grace upon you, especially those people who are are from Africa. Because Simon, yes, he was forced to go into the presence of Jesus Christ. He could have easily said no. How many people were saved by Jesus before his condemnation and yet there were the same people accusing Jesus? Where was Lazarus who was raised from the dead when Christ was being condemned? Where, is the, where was the woman at the well? Where were all the, the, the lepers and the blind men, Batmius, that were healed by Christ and now Jesus was condemning them, was being condemned by them? Where were they to speak up for Christ? And in the midst of that grave moment, even if forced, Simon of Cyrene still helped Jesus because man has free will. Simon had free will. He could have easily said no. But it was documented that despite being forced, he carried the cross, which means God has given us a grace to bear burdens, even in the most deepest, darkest, grave moment of someone else's life. And when you choose to be a living sacrifice of God, when you choose to be a living sacrifice of God, being that vessel that Christ uses in the midst of that grave moment, there is a blessing that comes with it. Burdensome bearers are blessings into this people, are blessings into the world. There are very few. It is a grace that is truly rare. And we must strive to pray to God to have that grace. Because Jesus goes on to say in verse 14 down to the scripture, that when we obey his commands, when we choose to love, when we choose to lay our lives on the line and show we have greater love for our friends. He tells us that we are no longer servants. We become friends of God. And when we become friends of God, that there is something that God plants in us that we can go forth and bear fruit always. And when we bear fruit always, it is seen. And he goes on to say that because now you're no longer servants and you're bearing fruit, anything that you ask, I will go and ask on your behalf from my father and I will bring it to you. Just continue to read John 15. These are scriptures that Jesus Christ himself said, you know, as as he was telling us to love. 
I will even just say it. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant not knoweth what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all the things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Because you laid your life on the line, you become a friend of Christ. Whatever he wants to know, he wants God, he wants you to, he wants you to know that is from God, he will make known to you. Can you imagine what God wants you to know? When you become a friend of God, God allows all this knowledge to just manifest in your presence. Do you know what that means? Do you know what God wants you to know? Have you ever asked what God wants you to know about your life, your finances, your marriage, your partnership, your children, your destiny, your working, your environment? And God is telling us it is possible. All you have to do is become a friend, no longer a servant. And you do that by obeying commands. And he says, give your life, lay your life on the line become a living sacrifice of which God Jesus says farther on in scripture is a true and honest sincere way of worship to our father in heaven look at the benefits that come with just laying your life on the line God is going on to say that we we are not chosen he has chosen us as a result and he has ordained you to go forth and bear fruit and the fruit that you bear forth shall remain and whatever you shall ask of my father in my name i will give it to you that means whatever we ask god jesus himself will go get it from his father in heaven our lord our father in heaven and bring it to us This may be a long podcast, people, but I am asking that you just take this time to reflect on this message and just tap into a request tonight that as you lay your hands on your head, tell Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, I ask for the grace of burdensome bearing. Let me be that burden bearer. Let me be that friend that walks with my friend through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let me be like Simon of Cyrene, that even if circumstances force me to act as a burden bearer, I will do it with one heart and one spirit. For not only is it laying my life on the line, it is a true living sacrifice. It is a true way of worship to Jesus Christ. It's a true way of worship to our God in heaven. It is a true way of worship to the Holy Spirit. And we no longer become servants of God. We become friends of God. God ordains us. God gives us knowledge that he wants our Father in heaven to have us know. God gives us the ability to go forth and bear fruit and this fruit shall remain. God gives us the opportunity to ask for anything and Jesus Christ himself, our Lord and Savior, will ask our Father and give it to us personally. That's the best way you can end up in this situation of being a burden bearer. And if you've not noticed, I've just said a prayer using the same words of Jesus Christ. And I pray that you go forth this night and just have this prayer. Say it. Lord, make me a burden bearer. Lord, give me the grace of burden bearing. Lord, I know what you will do 
when I am a burden bearer and I receive it. So my question to you is, the word has shown us that there is an innate, inbuilt grace that Africans have to be Simon of Cyrene, the burden bearer of Jesus Christ in his weakest moment, being man, being of the flesh. Are you ready to wake up that spirit of burden bearing? Have a lovely Thursday. God bless you.